A reading from the second book of Samuel. When King David was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from his enemies on every side, he said to Nathan the prophet, Here I am living in a house of cedar while the ark of God dwells in a tent. Nathan answered the king, Go, do whatever you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. But that night, the Lord spoke to Nathan and said, Go tell my servant David, thus says the Lord, should you build me a house to dwell in? It was I who took you from the pasture and from the care of the flock to be commander of my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you went, and I have destroyed all your enemies before you. And I will make you famous like the great ones of the earth. I will fix a place for my people Israel. I will plant them so that they may dwell in their place without further disturbance. Neither shall the wicked continue to afflict them as they did of old, since the time I first appointed judges over my people Israel. I will give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord also reveals to you that he will establish a house for you. And when your time comes and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your heir after you, sprung from your loins, and I will make his kingdom firm. I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. Your house and your kingdom shall endure forever before me. Your throne shall stand firm forever. The word of the Lord. chosen one I have made a covenant 
A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, to him who can strengthen you, according to my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret for long ages, but now manifested through the prophetic writings, and according to the command of the eternal God, made known to all nations to bring about the obedience of faith, to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God.
A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord will give him the throne of David, his father. And he will rule over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom, there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relation with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called bearing, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. This fourth Sunday of Advent leads us into the shortest week of Advent that we have. We conclude this evening with entering into the vigil for Christmas. But it reminded me of one of the scriptures from St. Peter's second letter, where he said, with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years are as a day. The Lord can accomplish amazing things in one day, and he can also plan for things for a thousand years. So we might do a quick review of Advent and see three persons that especially show us the Lord's work and invite us to cooperate. So Mary, of course, starting with our gospel. Mary, we know, was probably 13 or 14 years old as she encounters the angel and responds to God's call. So it reminds us of the beauty of youth and what is possible as we cooperate with the Holy Spirit. She doesn't doubt the angel's call, but she asks, how can this be? And she's given that response that the Holy Spirit will come upon you, the power of the Most High will overshadow you. She believes that, and she says her yes to the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. So it's really a reminder for us to trust the Lord 
when he calls us to something, to allow the Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us. And that again, <clears throat> we can say our yes to the Lord over and over, whatever situations we're in, to listen for the Lord's call, to give our yes. Because when we do that, God's plan can be filled in. Others who are part of that plan can, again, be part of that journey. So Mary has been interceding for us, calling us as we prepare to enter a new year of grace to say yes, yes to God's call along with Mary. And next we can look at St. Joseph, who is in the background in a sense, but he was able to change his mind when he was thinking the best thing was to quietly divorce Mary when the in the situation of her carrying a child was unknown to him. But again, it was an angel sent to him to help him trust in God's call and God's plan. And he did. <clears throat> you notice in scripture, there are no recorded words of St. Joseph, but only actions. It reminds us it's not so much what we say, but what we do, it is how we cooperate with the Lord. And Joseph, that guardian of Jesus and Mary, said yes in his own way to God's plan, even though it was mysterious and at first troubling. So he's our example of action, cooperating again with the Lord, answering his call. And then we have St. John the Baptist, who again encounters the Lord while he's unborn himself in Elizabeth's womb. When Mary comes with the unborn Jesus in her womb, John leaps for joy. So a reminder of the beauty, the mystery of unborn children, their dignity, their sanctity, and how what they experience is maybe more than we realize. John experiences the closeness of Jesus, and he is being prepared. It's his baptism in a way that happens in this encounter of uh, Jesus in the womb of Mary coming to greet Elizabeth. So John reminds us that he was faithful from that time. He's been prepared by the Lord for a special mission too. And that mission will include giving his life because he stood firm on the truth and challenged Herod in what he was doing. St. John the Baptist reminds us of the courage that we need as we follow the Lord and to do the right thing, to be again equipped by the Holy Spirit for doing the role that God has given us. And as we celebrate every Eucharist, we're entering into the mystery of our Lord coming to us and coming to us through those successions of persons, all saying yes to God's plan. So as we celebrate the Eucharist today, preparing to greet our, our Savior tonight. Let's think about how the Lord's calling us and place on the altar our own lives and responding to God's call. Let's give our yes to the Lord for whatever he has in store for us and ask the Holy Spirit to help us as he helped Mary and Joseph and John the Baptist.